The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Horse racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with an action-packed two-week winter meet in beautiful Orange County. Opening day is Friday, December 8th, and racing will be held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through December 17th. First post will be 12.30 p.m. Pacific. Our December meet is our biggest daytime meet of the year with five stake races on tap, including three graded stakes events. Our opening Saturday will feature the running of the Grade 2 Starlet featuring an outstanding field of juvenile fillies. And on Saturday, December 16th, top juveniles will race in the Grade 2 Los Alamitos Futurity. Other top stakes events include the Bayacoa, the Soviet Problem, and the King Glorious. And horse players, the Los Alamitos On-Track Live Money Handicapping Contest is back on Saturday, December 16th. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. For the contest format and more, go to LosAlamitos.com. Daytime racing is back at Los Alamitos. Opening day is set for Friday, December 8th. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada race book mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the race book right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning.
All righty. Good morning, everybody. Howdy from the South Point Studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the South Point Hotel on the Fabulous Strip. It is National Finals Rodeo. We're right in the thick of all of it. It started last week. It's going to end on Sunday. And boy, the Cowboys are around and having a great time. As a matter of fact, when I drove in this morning from my house to the South Point, right around the South Point, uh, just... um, what is it, uh, south of the South Point, there's this huge, two huge big lots. They're full of stables now, temporary stables out there. And all of the horse fans and the stables out there from the uh, rodeo are out there. And I actually saw a couple of guys already riding their horses along the side of the side street that I was driving up. It was really kind of uh, unique for Las Vegas. That's what it's all about right now here in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is National Finals Rodeo between the Cowboy Christmas shopping and all the Cowboys uh, in their competitions. This is their Super Bowl. Uh, it just makes the town jumping, and it's a lot of fun, that's for sure. So we're getting into the national finals, uh, kind of like the spirit of it all, right here on the Race Day Show. We come to you live and direct, I say, from the uh, gaming capital, Las Vegas, Nevada, here at the South Point Studios, over YouTube. We want to remind everybody, go to YouTube. And uh, put in South Point Studio, South Point Studio, you get to that page, you subscribe. It's free, and then you can not only watch and see us video-wise and streaming, uh, but also it helps out with the subscriptions. And it's free, and you'll uh, be updating on all of the uh, stuff that happens here at the South Point. So do it, uh, if you haven't done it already, do it today, that's for sure. Of course, we're still on our uh widespread network of our website streaming at racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. We still got them all. And, of course, coming to you through the studios of KSHP 1400 AM and 107.1 FM here in Las Vegas over the airwaves. And, of course, anywhere you get your podcasting, we're there as well. We're all over the place with the podcasting. And, of course, on your devices, your iPhones or your Androids, just go to the KSHP app, put that app on your uh, Android or your iPhone, your device, and you can hear us now that way too. So, uh, however, wherever, whenever you get us, howdy to the race day show for today, that's for sure. All right, we're looking ahead to this uh, weekend, and uh, all I can tell you here in Las Vegas right now, for the rest of the week, we're going to start off the day uh, in about uh, the, the low to the mid-30s, and then in the afternoons, we'll go from the high 50s to the low 60s. That's the, the, the temperature range for the uh, foreseeable future here in Las Vegas. As far as around the country is concerned, well, up and down right now, the Pacific Coast is clear, Gulf Coast is clear, Atlantic Coast is clear. A lot of action going on as far as weather is concerned with rain, etc. over Texas and Oklahoma. But outside of that, it looks pretty good for the racing calendar today. Of course, we don't have any Southern California racing or New York racing, so I What we decided to do on today's show, when I bring in Jonathan Hardoon, is take, start taking maybe the first little baby steps and looks to the first Saturday in May of next year, the Kentucky Derby. We'll we'll check out the uh, leading two-year-olds as they make their way early on their trek for the uh, Kentucky Derby, etc. We got some Las Vegas odds on the Derby Future Book as well, so we'll uh, do that with uh, Jonathan Hardoon. We'll check in with John Lendo in Southern California, see what the update is from SoCal. And um, Jerry Jackowitz is going to be with us a little bit later on in the show, but he's going to come on a little bit earlier than usual because so when we did our first Wednesday show here two Wednesdays ago, uh, we had technical difficulties with both John Lendo and Jerry Jackowitz. Now we had Jonathan Hardoon and Rich Ang 
that spent a lot of time with us introducing themselves to the new South Point streaming audience. But we didn't get a chance to do that with uh, Jerry Jackowitz. We did that the next day with John Lindo as well. So today, Jerry's going to be on, kind of give you his little philosophy, how he got started in racing, and his strategies, and what his product is all about as well. So we got a pretty good show going on for this Wednesday, and like I said, uh, abbreviated racing menu. But as we look uh, for coming up this weekend, as far as racing is concerned, uh, coming up on uh, Friday, Friday's a big day out at Remington Park. Because Friday, Remington Park's going to have uh, six stakes races, the Jeffrey A. Hawk Memorial, the Jim Thorpe, the Remington Springboard Mile, the She's All In, the Trapeze, and the You See It Stakes. Now, the Remington Springboard Mile is a $300,000 race for two-year-olds, uh, obviously at a mile there on their racetrack. And some of the top jockeys from around the country are going to be there competing in that race. And that happens not, all, not Saturday, but Friday night at Remington Park. Saturday, uh, Aqueduct will present another uh, of their uh, New York Stallion Series, the Fifth Avenue Division and the Great White Way Division. Of course, the Fifth Avenue Division is for the two-year-old Phillies, and the Great White Way is for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Gulfstream Park will host the H. Allen Jerkin Stakes. And uh, Los Alamitos Racecourse will have the Los Alamitos Futurity. This is the big one there for two-year-olds, and it's been owned recently by Bob Baffert. We'll wait and see how that uh, shapes up. And, of course, Bob Mazursky will be with us a little bit later on in the week when Los Al kicks up again on Friday, uh, and we'll take a look at that Los Alamitos Futurity. It's a grade two for two-year-olds. And then Oaklawn Park will uh, kick in with the Tinsel Stakes. Uh, Turfway Park will have the Prairie Bayou. This is all happening on uh, Saturday, and on Sunday, uh, Los Alamitos will wrap up their meeting with the King Gloria Stakes. Now, don't forget that Los Alamitos on Sunday, December 17th, and Woodbine in their long meet that started way back, what is it, uh, in uh, February of last year, uh, March of last, uh, I'm sorry, of this year, that long span comes to an end. Woodbine will end their race meet also on Saturday. So we got a lot of good stuff happening. As far as uh, recapping what happened on Sunday, not much at uh, Aqueduct, really. Highest-priced winner at Aqueduct on Sunday was a $14.20 winner. Everything else was uh, pretty, much, uh, pretty much favorites. Los Alamitos, uh, Rich Ang gave us a key singleton with uh, Tapatio uh, Leo, I should say. Tapatio Leo paid three eighty as the anchor in the uh, fifth race there at Los Al. And, of course, the Soviet problem stakes there was won by Madison Ray. Edwin Maldonado aboard going gate to wire, upsetting all three favorites in that race, paying $20.20, outrunning one of the favorites, Loretta Lynn, and uh, Asada Fries, who finished third in that race at Los Al. And then, uh, of course, uh, at Woodbine, you had the uh, steady growth stakes. The winner there was Secret Reserve, uh, 960 for Mr. LaSalle and uh, Michael Martin, the trainer there, outrunning Grandson, uh, finished second, and Ron Skizmo, who was third. Gulfstream Park, uh, believe it or not, Gulfstream Park, we had uh, Hector Barry has been running and su- uh, riding in Southern California, but I guess until they get back to Santa Anita, Barrios was actually riding at Gulfstream on Sunday, had a winner in the uh, 10th race. Jonathan Hardoon came up with a winner for us at uh, Gulfstream on Sunday when uh, Abram, Abrumar, I should say. Abrumar came home and paid $8 even for a winner there. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Now we got a good, nice dinner out of that one. And at Golden Gate, closing day at Golden Gate 
in the Miss America Stakes. The winner there was Senorina Merci, Merici, Senorita Merici with uh, Asael Espinosa, paid $8 even, uh, outrunning Anthony Cleopatra and Lady Wears the Ring. Asael Espinosa won five races on Saturday, came back with a couple of races, including the feature at Gulfstream on closing day Sunday. All right, that's uh, what happened then. But what we're more interested in is what's going to happen now and in the future. And so for that, we'll take our first break on the Race Day Show. When we come back, we'll have your racing menu for you. And, of course, Jonathan Hardoon is standing by. I can't wait to see what he thinks about these early two-year-olds in their trek on the way to the Run for the Rose. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Don't forget, go to YouTube. Get to YouTube. Go to South Point Studio. When you get on that page, hit subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Horse racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with an action-packed two-week winter meet in beautiful Orange County. Opening day is Friday, December 8th, and racing will be held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through December 17th. First post will be 12.30 p.m. Pacific. Our December meet is our biggest daytime meet of the year with five stake races on tap, including three graded stakes events. Our opening Saturday will feature the running of the Grade 2 Starlet featuring an outstanding field of juvenile fillings. And on Saturday, December 16th, top juveniles will race in the Grade 2 Los Alamitos Futurity. Other top stakes events include the Bayacoa, the Soviet Problem, and the King Glorious. And horse players, the Los Alamitos On-Track Live Money Handicapping Contest is back on Saturday, December 16th. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. For the contest format and more, go to LosAlamitos.com. Daytime racing is back at Los Alamitos. Opening day is set for Friday, December 8th. All righty, back on the race day Las Vegas for this Wednesday, kicking off another week of uh, covering the great sport of Kings, Las Vegas style. A couple of quick notes before we get on to the, your racing menu for today. I want to congratulate racing journalists Dick Girardi, Paul Moran, and John Hervey 
They've been selected uh, for the induction into the National Museum of Racing's Joe Hurst Media Roll of Honor. Boy, is that a mouthful. Uh, the museum announced that on uh, Tuesday. So congratulations to those journalists. I know Dick Girardi very well, uh, having worked with him many, many years ago. I think I had here then. But in any case, uh, Dick Girardi was a uh, great, he, he loves the sport, and he's, uh, he's a great uh, reporter, that's for sure. The Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority there, Jonathan, uh, has named four to the Horseman's Advisory Group. Trainers are Shug McGahee, Dale Romans, and John Sadler have been named to the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority's Horseman's Advisory Group. Now, uh, the, the way I see it, that's only three names, but uh, nevertheless, those three are going ahead and, uh, by the way, they also have a bloodstock manager, uh, Gavin Murphy, who is also a part of that as well. So uh, they're getting some people uh, from horse racing involved in the overseeing and regulations of horse racing. That's always good news. And uh, Jonathan's going to like this one. Uh, uh, let me get back here real quick because I just uh, punched in the horse racing integrity act one. I don't want that. So therefore... Uh, I do. I, I do want to mention though that uh, Jonathan Linda Rice is getting close to a record. Hot Fudge gave her uh, her 2,400th career, 2,400 career wins uh, on Saturday when that horse captured the Garland of Roses Stakes. But it was also Rice's 157th win on the New York Racing Association circuit this year. That moves her within seven wins of David Jacobson's all-time single-year record of 164. And we've all been saying that she's almost a cinch to break it with at least uh, three weeks left in racing uh, in, uh, on this year, that's for sure. And uh, one final note, uh, winners of four Kentucky Derby Week stakes will receive starting berths into uh, a race at Royal Ascot in Epsom this year. So Churchill Downs and Europe Epsom Racecourse is starting to do um, sort of uh, complementary uh, races to get the horses that compete in their certain races to be eligible for races across the pond. That's always good. All right, it's time to get to our racing menu for today. We remind you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on this show each and every day. Reflect that at the Pacific Time Zone because, hey, that's how they're going to roll out right behind me in the race book here at the South Point. We're in the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening, however, wherever, whenever, the multitude of platforms that we have, and you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust wherever you're at to the Pacific time zone so you don't miss anything. I don't want you to miss anything. An opportunity of uh, winning a bet, like I miss mom and dad, okay? And here, then, is the menu for today. We begin with Parks Racing. Parks Racing has a pick-six jackpot carryover going into today of $221,599. $221,599 for Parks Racing. Jonathan's giving me a signal I'm, I'm wrong. Well, uh, we'll get to Jonathan in a minute, but that's what it says here. $221,599 in a pick six jackpot at Parks Racing. I don't know if it's carryover or not. They're expecting it. Did I say pick six? Pick five jackpot. I'm sorry. Too bad, Ralph. Pick five jackpot, Ralphie. Okay, the pick five jackpot. $221,599. Go for it. Parks Racing's first post time is 9.05. All right, the second track up is uh, Tampa Bay Downs. 
their first post time at Tampa Bay today is set at 9.30. 9.30 at Tampa Bay today. Uh, no carryovers over at Tampa Bay today. All right. Next comes uh, Mahoning Valley. Mahoning Valley starts at 9.45. Mahoning Valley, 9.45 today. Then next up on the calendar is, uh, on the day, I should say, is Turfway Park. Their first post time is 2.55. So you go, you see we go uh, from 9.45 all the way up to 2.55 for the next track. And that, again, is Turfway Park, 2.55. They have a carryover in their pick six jackpot, Jonathan. Pick six jackpot. $168,869 in the pick six jackpot at Turfway Park. 2.55 first post. Then Penn National will kick in at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Their super high five jackpot carryover, $3,402. That's uh, their pick five, super high five jackpot carryover. Super high five jackpot at Penn National. First post time, 3 o'clock. After that, we'll hit uh, Delta Downs. Their first post time is 3.05, 3.05 at Delta Downs. Following that will be Charlestown Races. Charlestown has a pick six jackpot carryover, $4,758, $4,758. Their carryover in the pick six jackpot in the first post time at Charlestown at 4 p.m. And then we wrap up the eight uh, track menu for today with Remington Park. Remington Park's first post time is 5.05, 5.05 at Remington. And that is the racing menu for today. Now we'll bring in Jonathan Hardoon, who appropriately corrected me, Jonathan. It's a pick five carryover. I was, I was trying to get the carryover correct because they're always putting up two of them but the the higher one is always the one they expect to carry over if the first one doesn't hit i guess right they're projecting how much money will be put into the second pool good morning ralph where'd you park the horse i uh, i parked the horse in a uh, no dumping zone how about that <laughs> they don't charge for park even if it's a horse at the that's South right Point. they don't they don't no no charge for parking here you can park anywhere that you can find a uh, space it's it's it, the space. I got to tell you, this place is always crowded. You come into the parking lot outside, and it's like you wait for somebody to walk out the door and follow them to their car so you can get in that spot. It's it's really a popular place, and, and for all good reasons, that's for sure. Uh, Jonathan, um, any thoughts about what happened in racing over the weekend that you'd like, like to talk about? No, not really. It was a quiet weekend. Good news, uh, Heiss are finally deciding to put people on the board that should be on the board, but why didn't they do this before? They started everything and have everything in place. You know, it would have been probably better and uh, made them look a lot better. But better late than never, I guess. The old saying, step by step, inch by inch. Inch by inch. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's inch by inch, step by step. But we'll do it your way. All right. Listen, uh, I know that you probably didn't see this or participate in it. Neither did I. But there, did, there was something that happened on Monday, very unusual, at Zia Park. It seems they yeah. left the wagering open and didn't close it for the race. And you could still wager on the race after the horses hit the finish line. How about that? Well, the only people that were going to get away with it were people that were betting up until post time and then, you know, and continued betting. Uh, otherwise, you see, well, if the race is off, you wouldn't even think of going to try to bet the race because the windows obviously would be locked. But that wasn't the case at Zia Park. They left them open. I wonder how much money was bet after, you know, after the race went off. Will they let us know? Will they honor the bets? Stay tuned. Let's see what happens. Well, I can tell you this, that they said the third race began at 3.03 and 39 seconds Eastern time. The 
pool never closed until 3.07 and uh, nine-tenths of a second, which is three minutes and 30 seconds after the race. Now, I don't care how slow these horses are, but after three minutes of competition, I think you have a pretty good idea who won the race. <laughs> yeah, you, you do. But what's a little scary about this whole thing is that there are people that are actually turning the switch off. So they could leave the switch on anytime they want if they were interested in doing uh, nefarious things, you know. But uh, hopefully the game is on the up and up. What can we say? This isn't good when things like this happen. It exposes, you know, how how much how much could really go wrong in this game, and that's not a good thing. Well, uh, Jonathan, all I could do is uh, tell you this. Uh, they got a, a little bit off the hook anyhow because the four to five favorite won the race anyhow. So, um, you know. Yeah, but that, that's not the point, though. It's, it's just the fact that you could keep the windows open while they're still running the race. Um, you know, that's got to scare you a little bit, especially when you see all the, the late odds drops, you know, even though this had nothing to do with that. But, you know, for people that have conspiracy on their mind, well, now they have more food for thought. Well, all I can say is they're still investigating. Good. <laughs> they're, gonna always, they're still investigating the thing that happened at FanDuel a month ago when uh, yeah. they were betting those crazy amount of money into Monticello and tracks that, that they don't do it. You know, uh, Jonathan, you I, I think what this exposes is the fact that horse racing, now with the uh, all the different platforms of simulcasting, you can bet through your phones, you can bet through your computers, you can bet on the phone, you can bet live at the track, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's widened the scope for you to participate in the pools, but the computer system that they have is antiquated. It's really that simple. The computer system and, and the tote system that compiles these things and have the, the safety valves, so to speak, in place are just outdated. And these things are going to they slip, have to be slip updated. Yeah. They have to be updated. They just have to be updated, and, and you know, and, and that's it. You could tell that they're, they're just prehistoric. I mean, they're so far behind the times. And like you said, every day there's another way you could make a bet. So they're giving you more options. And when they give you more options, more things could go wrong, yeah, you know, no, on their end. No question about that. And, and the thing about it that, you know, the computer systems out there are, you can get a sophisticated computer system. I mean, it's really that simple. Look what the stock market does. I mean, they trade billions. Yeah. Of, look, look what they do with computer-assisted wagering, call, whatever they call it. You know, they're letting people bet to the last second. They have algorithms with combinations that aren't covered. That's why you see the odds drops. You know, I have to tell you, whatever they're doing at low sell, I haven't seen those big drops. So maybe what they're doing is working or certainly helping a little bit. Well, I could tell you this. What they're doing is trying to negate uh, any of the problems that the inadequacies of, of the uh, tote system still has. For example, if they can show you ahead of time of some of the pools and what might happen, which is they're, they're predicting by the pools, uh, the betting pools with the uh, pick threes and the exotics, et cetera, they're anticipating that the, the, the payoffs there will give you a good indication of the final odds of the horse itself. I think is a service to the uh, the betting public that uh, you know they're doing as much as they can for for uh, shoring up the system. 
It can't hurt, Ralph. It could only help. Anything they do that makes it look better, you know, again, I don't know if what they're doing really helps, but I haven't seen those major drops. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm not paying that close attention because I don't play that much at low sell. You know, I wonder if they're going to try this at Santa Anita. And if they do, let's see how it works there. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's just, this is a good first step in that particular uh, process and that particular uh you know, things they're they starting it off at the right place. They're yeah. starting it off at a place that does not handle, obviously, the amount of money that a major, major tracks like a Santa Anita or a Gulfstream or a or Naira. So they're starting it off on the lower level. They're testing it. They're giving it a test run for these two weeks, however long the meet is. Let's see how it works out. And I'm interested to see if Santa Anita will, follow, will continue it. Well, I, can tell I think you, they should. I can tell you this, uh, that uh, we will uh, certainly keep an eye on that. That's for sure. All right, Jonathan. Uh, Kentucky Derby's coming up. Well, first of all, I, I do want to mention coming up. Coming up. Yeah, well, it is. It's about six months away. Hey, we got it. You <laughs> never. It's, you, it's never too early to look for a Derby horse. But in any never. case, in, in any case, uh, it's nice to see the Churchill Downs is now participating with Epsom Downs and doing a little uh, crossover with horses that are winning certain races at Churchill will be a uh, you know get into a, uh, the big races at Epsom and vice versa. Epson for the Kentucky Derby. And as we say, we're talking about the tote system. It's even, you know, the world is getting smaller now where, where uh, they are participating in this. I think this is a good sign. Yeah. You know, as long as the timing between the races are, are okay, you know, they're not going to run the Derby at the same day they're going to run the races at Epsom. So, yeah, they're giving them opportunities to get in. And, you know, I guess the more the merrier. Okay. So now under the more the merrier, uh, Banner. Uh, we're going to look at some of the two-year-olds that are uh, competing, and 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 there have been uh, several races really for two-year-olds that have already uh, already had uh, uh, qualifying. Uh, that's for sure. At the Curra in Ireland, uh, you got the uh, the Alan Murphitt Memorial uh, Bearsford Stakes that was won by uh, Depone. Uh, the Judmont Royal Lodge at Newmarket, uh, Ghost Rider got some points. You got the uh, Qatar Prix Jean-Luc Liguerre, I'm sure I screwed up that name, at Longchamp. Uh, Rosa Leon won that, uh, the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland. Uh, we remember that when, when it was locked. Uh, the American Pharaoh at Santa Anita, Muth won that, the Bob Baffert trainee. The Champagne was won by Timberlake. Uh, and then uh, the Street Sense at Churchill Downs, won by Liberal Arts. The Breeders' Cup Juvenile, that had points. Uh, so Fierceness got that. And so uh, it went right to the Kentucky Jockey Club. Uh, what is it, last week? Oh, November 25th was uh, that one. Honor Marie won that. And, of course, recently the Remsen winner, Dornock, he got uh, some points as well. Now, out of all of the horses that I mentioned, and these are early uh, winners, I think the winner of the, the Juvenile, uh, that fierceness was probably the most impressive. Well, he earned the best figures, that's for sure. But not so fast, my friend, as uh, Lee Corso would say. Not so fast uh -huh. when it comes to college football selections. We left horses off the list that should be on the list. Nysos, who, by the way, there's another problem here. Is Baffert going to be allowed to run in the Derby? Is he going to have to transfer the horses? We go through all this again. Right? So we're going to have that problem. And Nysos, who's two for two and won each race easier, you know, just ultra impressive. Both of those starts for Baffert. They haven't, they weren't any points, but, uh, 
You know, I guarantee you he'll be in the Derby if he's sound. Sierra Leone, the horse that ran second in the Remsen to Dornock, he was a $2.3 million yearling purchase by Chad Brown, and this horse was unbelievable. He ran on a day when uh, Aqueduct, whoever made the lead won, the track was a complete conveyor belt. This horse was dead last turning for home. Go watch. the. He actually took the lead uh, 70 yards before just uh, Dornack came back and beat him because this horse made an unbelievable move and ended up flattening out. But there are plenty of horses. There's a horse named Hopsing who didn't even break his maiden yet. Who the I hear the connections are extremely high on. You know, there are a million horses that, that you know, I mean, we're just so early in the game, Ralph, you know, but there, these are some of the names that you should pay attention to. Pay attention to Locke, to Nisos, Fierceness, Sierra Leone, you know, so on and so forth. Well, here in Las Vegas, you know, we have uh, the Kentucky Derby Future Books. That's not paramutual. You go there on the day you make the bet, you get the odds. It locks in no matter what happens. If your horse don't make it, you lose the ticket. And if your horse don't win, you lose the ticket. But in other words, you get what is posted at the time of you making your wager as far as your odds are concerned. And uh, a couple of uh, our, our local books have already uh, opened up uh, uh, future books for the Kentucky Derby. The Circa's one downtown, and Caesars also has one. So you're looking at Nisos. Right now at Caesars, 18 to 1. Circa's 17 to 1. Of course, he just won the Bob Hope easily at Del Mar. Fierceness, we were talking about the juvenile winner. 15 at Caesars, 20 at uh, Circa. And then uh, Dornock, 35 at Caesars, 10 at, uh, at uh, Circa. Uh, Circa got a play on this horse, Dornock. But that, uh, and Muth. Uh, is who, Sierra Leone on that list? You yes, see Sierra Leone? I do. Do you want it? Go ahead. What's the price? Uh, Sierra Leone at uh, Caesars is 65 to 1. And at, uh, at uh, Circa, 40 to 1. And as you said, just second in the Remsen. I'm sorry you had to ask for that because I was going to leave here this morning to go down and bet him, but I'm sure somebody listening might uh, have. And by the way, folks, I want to remind everybody out there, too, as far as horse players are concerned, you know, you, you take a $10 bill or a $20 bill and you go down and you make a future book bet on a two-year-old for the Kentucky Derby. That's a perfect stocking stuffer for Christmas for, right. for, for uh, horse players. It's a great idea. That is a great idea, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Who else? I'm going to take a, just a quick uh, shot here. Uh, Timberlake, 70 to 1 and 80 to 1, respectively. Don't bet him. Huh? Don't bet they, him? They, they, no, he, they, they don't think he can get the distance. He's probably not going to run. Okay, good. And the derby. Okay. Uh, so there's there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, if you get, ask for another one, I'll see if I can find it. Uh, this is a list, by the way. The list includes. See how. You see Hopsing on the list at uh, at Caesars, Hopsing? All, right. All right, I'm going to try because there's 236 horses on this list. And it's not, alpha- it's not alphabetical either. I don't know, uh, you know, but uh, in any case, uh, Hopsing, 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 Hopsing. Just talk amongst yourselves until I find it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, By the way, Ralph, just my, just my opinion. You have to be crazy to bet anything less than 100 to 1 at this point. You really do. I mean, the chances of these horses getting to the Derby, today of the week they have a hard time getting to the Derby. You want to do it six months in advance? Right. You have to get paid if right. you're picking it. All right, thanks for, filling, thanks for filling time now. Uh, Hopsing. <laughs> Uh, is 250 to 1 at uh, Circa, and Caesars don't even have a price on them yet. 
All right. 250, go get it. Yeah. Who's the trainer? Yeah. Uh, Jose D'Angelo. All right. Okay. Just some of this stuff. Uh, but right now, if we went into the clubhouse right now for the two-year-olds, give me your top three that you think will not only make but uh, be very uh, prominent in the Kentucky Derby. Go ahead. <laughs> Look Sierra, at this. Sierra Leone. Okay. Nice, Nisos and Hopsing. No Muth? You didn't have Muth on there at all? Nah, I don't like him. Okay. Right. He beats five horse fields. You, you want to beat horses. You want to bet horses that are battle tested. When you get to the Derby, you know, that's why a lot of times the Southern California horses are at a disadvantage. They get all their points running in five horse fields. That's just my opinion. You all know, right. you want things that come out of the Florida Derby, you know, out of the races where they have 12, 14 horses in a race. When you come out of a race like that, you're battle tested. Makes a big difference, I right. think. Okay, all right. So then uh, we we will wait for the uh, coming up uh, right after uh, uh, Christmas when the Gulfstream and Sanita starts. That's when they really start kicking in with uh, horses and tr races that are going to produce Kentucky Derby points. However, coming up on Friday at Remington Park, the Springboard Mile will hold 10 points in the Kentucky Derby leaderboard for the Kentucky Derby, 10 points. Five for second, three for third, two for fourth, and even the fifth-place finisher gets one. And the Los Alamitos Futurity on Saturday will do the same thing. Ten, five, three, two, and one are the points for the Los Alamitos Futurity that's coming up this weekend. Well, Jonathan, I want to thank you so much, but we need a pick here. I know you got a Tampa Bay uh, sheet, so give us a pick for today. All right, Ralph, let's look at the fifth race today at Tampa. It is a mile and a 16th on the turf. And I like the number six horse in here, Space Runner. This is a four-year-old gelding from the Jose D'Angelo barn. Last two races were both run on Tapita at Gulfstream. He now makes his third start back off of a layoff, goes back on the turf where he's actually won. Uh, he's run very well on the grass, I should say. He has a win on the turf. He's listed at 5-1 to one on the morning line. Miguel Vasquez aboard to ride. Number six, Space Runner, wins today's fifth race out at Tampa Bay Downs. All right, the fifth race at Tampa Bay, and uh, you like uh, number six, the sixth in the fifth race at Tampa Bay. Let's see, there uh, is a field of eight there, and um, at five to one on the uh, morning line, and uh, let's see who the favorite is. The favorite is American Unity with Sammy Camacho aboard. All right, so we're going to take the six. We're going to take the six. In the we got Go ahead. Correct. Okay. No, we have the six. Fifth race. Yeah, sixth in the fifth race uh, off of that nice winner you gave us on Sunday, and we will let you go and try to find odds on your favorite horse now. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, coming up next on uh, the show will be John Lindo. He'll be checking in uh, with a thought or two about what's going on in Southern California and anything else he wants to talk about. And, of course, we'll have uh, Jerry Jackowitz along with us as well. Do not go away. We'll be right back on the race day show for this Wednesday. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our nation's homeless veterans? And who helps our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word. Honor our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. 
Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. And uh, now we're going to go to um, John Lindo standing by. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my man. You know, I, I we're getting close to Christmas, and I know that a lot of racetracks uh, tend to take uh, some time off, and it's going to be light the week before Christmas. So uh, what about the racing schedule in Southern California? Well, Los Alamitos runs through Sunday. That's their closing day. And then next week, uh, Southern California goes dark. There is no racing next week. We will be dark until opening day at Santa Anita the day after Christmas, and that will be on Tuesday the 26th. So no racing in Southern California next week. We saw Golden Gate close in Northern California last Sunday, so there's no racing right now in Northern California. So a quiet week next week for Southern California and Northern California. And I think uh, they're going to pare down and uh, back down at, uh, in New York as well. So we're going to uh, take a look at uh, the schedule of racetracks as far as the race day shows are concerned. Uh, we're not obviously going to be on for Christmas, uh, which is a Monday anyhow, but we wouldn't do that anyway. So we're thinking about maybe taking off the Saturday and Sunday that weekend before Christmas, but we'll let everybody know way in advance on that and check out the racing schedule. In the meantime, uh, John, what's happening in Southern California for this final week leading up to a little uh, holiday sabbatical? Well, uh, Saturday is the Los Alamitos fraternity. We'll see if Bob Baffert can continue his dominance like he did in the Starlet last weekend. Uh, we'll enter today for Saturday. They've drawn Friday's races already. The Bayacoa Stakes is the feature on Friday. And we'll have uh, one more stakes on Sunday. So the, it's been a good group of racing, and the field sizes are up on Friday. So uh, with that gap in, in the racing schedule, uh, whoever can, I think, will get those horses in the entry box. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we have for Saturday around that uh, Los Alamitos fraternity. Well, I, I guess all you got to do is walk down Bob Baffert's uh, shed row to find out uh, who will be the favorite in there, don't you think? I would guess so, and uh, you know he can kind of choose the favorite. He's got so many options. I, I, I have no idea. I have not heard who is probable from his barn for this race yet. I don't know if it would be a Prince of Monaco or, you know, I don't think Nisos is going to stretch out at this point. I think he's giving him a little time between this and his next start. Uh -huh. uh, so we'll see where he goes, but he's got a lot of recent maiden winners at the, the Santa Anita meet that he could pull from. So uh, whatever it is, look for Juan Hernandez to be riding the, the, the best of the Baffert horses. Well, I know that you talk about, you know, we're always talking about the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, the big races there. But Friday is a pretty big deal as far as racing is concerned this week because you do have the Bayacoa at Los Alamitos. Uh, that's a $100,000 race uh, for three-year-olds and up fillies and mares. And, of course, all those big races at Remington Park that include uh, the Springboard Mile. Uh, and uh, derby points in that one. I'm sure that uh, some of the big riders will be there as well that night. Yeah, uh, Flavian Pratt's going to be there, and uh, uh, Luis Sayez, uh, the first two that jumped off my, my head. I don't have the interest in front of me, right. but a lot of the big guys that you see on the other circuits will be out at Remington Park, and uh, that's supposed to be their closing day, but because they had a cancellation last week, they will actually have an extra day at Remington on Saturday, so that will add to the uh, 
list of racetracks that you have for for Saturday this week. Yeah, and uh, yeah, everybody's kind of paring down and getting ready for uh, the holiday. And right after Christmas, as soon as you get all that wrapping paper thrown in the trash can, it's everybody gets starting a handicapping with uh, enthusiasm. That's for sure. For the Christmas present for horse racing fans that opens the day after Christmas, and of course that is Santa Anita. A lot of anticipation in Southern California for the upcoming meet. Well, yeah, you know, right now they're on a rush. They're working on that uh, training track. They're putting in the Tapita artificial surface uh, on the training track. So that's been close for about a week, but I, I heard they're making a lot of progress. And that's important for the wintertime when we get that rain, when they close that main track and you can't train on it, you better have something for the horsemen to, to be able to get their horses over. So they've got to get that done as soon as possible. Uh, we'll see, uh, you know, six stakes races. They, they kick the kick off running on opening day, uh, six stakes races at San Indian, including the, the, uh, uh, the Malibu, which is always a terrific race. So we'll see who shows up in there. And uh, just in general, uh, you know, it, it's always great to get to San Indian for the wintertime. It's, it's opening days and one of my favorite days of the year, Ralph. No question about that. And, of course, uh, for us who uh, are fortunate enough to be voting for the Eclipse Awards, they, they used to get the Eclipse Awards. We had to get the ballots in before the opening day at Santa Anita. But they changed that, and they now they wait until after that first day of racing at Santa Anita for some of the horses that might be on the cusp of a vote or two uh, that may be competing in any one of those stakes races. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then you mix in all that college football going on, and we just we're going to have a panacea of great opportunities and sports to be playing and participating in uh, soon. Uh, John, uh, you know, I'll ask you the same thing I asked Jonathan Hardoon. I know it's a long way away, and but the Kentucky Derby is coming up, and you can never, you can never think about it uh, uh, too long away away to try to get a nice price on a horse in the future book. And as I say, it's a, it's a great little gift for uh, folks who want to maybe stuff a stocking stuffer for a race player. Uh, your your thoughts on the, the leading two-year-olds right now in the Derby? Well, as far as California goes, I, I nothing's really jumped out as me, at me that's going to say this is a mile and a quarter horse for May. You know, Nysos has not been around two turns yet. Uh, Muth, we saw him. He, he might have displayed a little bit of distance limitations in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So if, if I'm looking at a future book, I'm going to look East Coast. Uh, you know, you had mentioned, obviously, Fierceness, uh, Timberlake is a horse that I think still has a lot of improvement in him. Uh, we've seen a lot of, you know, keep an eye on, on the, the obvious suspects, the Steve Asmussen's, the Brad Cox's, and see what they, they pull out of the, the stables here in the next next month or so, because you've got to get going now if you want to get to the, the Kentucky Derby in May. So those horses have to show up, and they've got to start showing something as quick as possible. But right now, if I was to play a future book wager, I would look East Coast. Uh, John, uh, you know, I got to ask you, uh, as far as the Bob Baffert situation again, we know he's loaded with the two-year-olds. He has been for years. Those horses will all turn three uh, at the beginning of the year on January 1st. And a lot of the owners who put a lot of money into this sport, they spent a lot of money for some of these really royally bred two-year-olds, and they performed well on the track under Baffert. And now, you know, it's time to sit there and decide, what are you going to do with these three-year-olds on the road to the Kentucky Derby? And again, his his situation with Churchill Downs is it a never-ending situation there? Well, it's it's an open-ended situation, Ralph. What they uh, Churchill Downs did, you know, when his first ninety-day uh, suspension was, he did all that, he handled all that well, and 
Churchill said, well, we won't let him, we'll, we'll review this next, next year. So after the Derby last year, they renewed his suspension for another year, and they said at the end of that period, they'll look at it again. Now, he has had no violations or anything in the last couple of years regarding anything that has to do with racing on the racetrack. So there's no you know, legal reason why he shouldn't be able to run, but he won't be able to run next year. So you'll probably see some horses being transferred to Tim Yachtin or maybe to some of the trainers back east. Uh, but there's no guarantee he's going to be able to run the year after in 2025. It's all it's subjective. It's a it's a house rule that, that, that Churchill can call. And at this point, you know, I wouldn't bank on him being able to run in 2025 unless you see it in writing. I, I just wouldn't I wouldn't count it at all. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, that's that's a situation that, uh, you know, like it's it's a it's an open ended situation. You, 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 you right. know, whenever they feel like what they want to do, they do. I don't think that's fair. Not only uh, to the owners, especially of those horses that's under Baffert's care, but certainly to Baffert and the race playing, uh, you know, community. I mean, uh, the the Kentucky Derby, they they put so much into it, so much publicity. It is our, our pivotal race. It is the Kentucky Derby, our Super Bowl, so to speak. And yet, one of the top trainers in the country, who's not suspended for anything else, anywhere else, uh, and has top prospects for the Kentucky Derby. Are are doing uh, you know these uh, audibles that try to make these horses uh, you know eligible for the Derby? It's kind of ridiculous. Well, that's the key. He, he's in good standing around the nation. He can enter right now anywhere he wants to, except a Churchill Downs racetrack, and that's not because he he has any violations currently that he's serving any kind of penalty time for. It's just a house rule that they don't want him there. So, what is going to change that? I honestly don't know, Ralph. I, I don't know how that's going to change. Or if it's going to change. I mean, they could they could do this every year for the rest of his career. Uh, not fair. And, by the way, on the other side of the coin, certainly isn't fair that what happened to uh, Jerry Hollendorfer over there at, uh, at Santa Anita. I mean, he's running horses. He had a winner the other day at Los Alamitos. He's been, he had to leave California and actually have a stable uh, on other racetracks uh, east of uh, California. And uh, that thing, I guess, has that ever been settled? Yes, they had a lot of litigation about that, and there was a settlement, uh, and, and he settled with the Strana Group, the owners of Santa Anita Racetrack, but there was a hush order, on a gag order on the results. So we were not told what the uh, terms of the settlement were, but obviously he has not run a horse at a Strana track since the settlement, so I think part of that agreement is you don't run at our racetracks anymore. I, I don't know for sure because nobody will say, but uh, you just look at the facts that, it's been a couple of years now, and uh, Jerry Hollendorfer has not run anything at, at Astronic Racetrack, and I don't think he'll be running there this winter again. So what does Jerry Hollendorfer do after Los Alamitos ends? He's got to wait till Del Mar, and he's only based in California now. So I don't know what he does with those horses. Well, uh, John, we will wait and see. That's for sure. And, of course, uh, your schedule for the little report this week? I've got Gulfstream Park for tomorrow. We'll do closing weekend at Los Alamitos. And for next week with uh, uh, Southern California Dark, I'll do Gulfstream Park next Thursday through Sunday. They race on, on the 23rd and the 24th. All right. Thanks a lot, John. Appreciate that. You got it, Ralph. Good luck today. All right. Now, we're going to hold up uh, the last break because we don't have a few minutes left. I'm going to bring in Jerry Jacobus real quick. Jerry, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. All right, now, Jerry, like Now, Jerry, uh, I got to tell everybody out there, we've got about, uh, about two and a half minutes left. 
I requested from you to come on early to talk about, uh, you know, your product, how you got started in racing and all that, because, you know, it would only be fair to you that the other um, uh, guests, the the other handicappers that we had uh, last week uh, had the opportunity to do it. You didn't because it was a technical difficulty with you. But calling up this late, Jerry, uh, you know, we cannot push through the news, and certainly we I want to give you enough time. So we're going to have to reschedule this for tomorrow as far as introducing you, how you got started in racing, what your product is about, and how you came about to doing your product, et cetera, because it's just going to be Let's un- do it. I just You sent me the uh, the schedule, and you had me on the last segment, so maybe there Correct. was a mistake in the email last uh, night. There is not a mistake. You ought to check your taxes. You will, you'll see that okay, I text you early. In any case, you know, I don't, I've, uh, you know, I've had so many people for so many years ask me about how come Jerry gets, uh, you know, jammed into the last part of the, the show. But there's a lot of times when Jerry just calls up the last couple of minutes, as he did today. But we'll get that corrected, and you'll get on earlier tomorrow. Right, Jerry? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Now, we've got about a minute and a half left before we have to get out of here. And so I will ask you what I asked the other uh, handicappers, and uh, that is uh, your thoughts about right now who the leading two-year-olds are for the Kentucky Derby next year. Um, um, the two-year-old champion uh, from uh, Fletcher's Bar. Your fierceness. By, by miles. He's just looks overwhelming. The, the Phillies, I won't say now. They're right. too closely matched. Right. But, but fierceness looks overwhelming. I mean, that was that was an ins- incredible run he made in the stretch. You know, you saw the competitiveness of the group as they turned for home, and then he just laughed at them through the stretches. Of course, you know, staying healthy, staying sound, being able to get through the preps and uh, get to Kentucky is uh, a whole another set of uh, circumstances that horses have to overcome. But in terms of talent, I think he's way better than anything we've seen. So someone's going to have to be very good to compete with him. Yeah, there's no question about that, that's for sure. And, uh, Jerry, you do power pages uh, strictly, really, for Southern, uh, for California, Southern California, and for the New York racing circuit. You have, on, you have on occasion for the big races, pivotal big races across the country, do a power page uh, prediction for that particular race at that racetrack if it's not in Southern California or in New York, correct? Absolutely. And, of course, Kentucky is uh, Kentucky Derby is a bit, one of the biggest races in the world, if not the biggest. And uh, there's always a Kentucky Derby uh, write-up and special sheet for that, as well as the Preakness, as well as the Belmont. All right. Well, we want to uh, wrap up the show by saying we'll have Jerry on tomorrow a little bit earlier if he can connect with us. And we're going to talk about how you got started and your power page and all that stuff. In the meantime, I want to remind everybody out there on YouTube, go to YouTube and then uh, South Point Studio and then subscribe for the show today. Subscribe. Do that for us. And uh, go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody.